shit falls, we've got to look out for our own emotions. Perhaps the things that trips us up the most, not what other folk do to us, is how we handle what's been done to us. Amen, somebody. This is the first of seven messages. All of them will begin with don't do something. Don't worry. Don't look back. Don't get weary. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose focus. All of the things that God says for us to be aware of as it relates to our emotions. This is the first message. It is found in the gospel that has been recorded by St. Matthew's chapter 6, verses 31 to verse 34, reading from the New Living Translation. Amen. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Jesus says to his followers in verse 31 of chapter 6 of the gospel that was recorded by St. Matthew. He says, don't worry about these things. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Verse 34, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Somebody loves that word and said amen. Amen. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. The series is entitled Emotional Pitfalls. This is sermon number one. Squeeze those hands, encourage someone, look at them and says, don't worry about it. Amen. Don't worry about it. Y'all take your seat. Look at somebody again. Deacon Kennedy, this is for you and others. Look at somebody say, don't worry about it. God's already worked it out. I just believe that. Any faith walkers in here? Listen, at the beginning of this year, this year of 2019, we began the year by using the theme that God says will guide us throughout the year. The theme is walking by faith. The scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. God said to me sometime this year as he first gave me this series months ago, he says, on any journey, you have to beware and on the lookout for pitfalls. 
You have to look out for things that are traps that will throw you off course. <laughs> and so God instructed me as we began to prepare and pray over this series. He says he would like for us to examine several liabilities that are tied to our emotions. Emotional liabilities that we all will perhaps at some point encounter as we walk this journey by faith. We will throughout this series over the next seven messages we will be referring to these emotional liabilities as emotional pitfalls. They are obstacles that can cause us not only to stumble and fall, but to eventually, if we are not careful, give up on our faith. There are things that can take us off course, have us lose focus on what God has already promised. Listen to the definition of the word pitfall defined in Merriam-Webster's dictionary as a hidden or not so easily recognized danger or difficult. I like the last part of that. It says, it is an unnoticeable trap. Things that you don't always see. The grass looks greener on the other side until you fall and hit your head and you realize it's concrete painted green. Everything is not what it looks to be. So these unnoticeable traps that the enemy sends our way to take us off course. Perhaps God said to me, there is no more dangerous emotional pitfall than that of worrying. Worrying has been described as a cancer of the soul. For it eats away at the hope and the optimism that is usually associated with being a faith walker. Faith walkers are optimistic. They're full of hope. But when there is worrying, it eats away. You're not as optimistic. You're not as hopeful. Because it is slowly but surely eating it away. Listen, there are many wonderful quotes as it relates to worrying, but I want to share a few with you as we share this message. There is one. First quote is this. It's a wonderful quote. It says, and I quote, Worrying never eliminates tomorrow's sorrow. It only robs today of its joy. If you think by worrying you can solve your problems for tomorrow, you are sadly mistaken. 
All you're doing is that you're robbing the joy that you ought to have today. You can't even enjoy what God has given you now because you are obsessed about trouble that may come your way on tomorrow. Somebody help me declare the devil is a liar. Listen, what is worry? Worry is defined as, and I quote, to think about problems or unpleasant things that might happen. <laughs> Don't miss this. Look at somebody and say, it may happen. It, it, it may not even happen. Things that make you sad and frightened. Uh, we, we allow worrying to impact our psyche usually about things that don't even yet exist. And even if they do, they're not as bad as what we have made it to be. I need to preach. Can I talk to someone throughout this series? Worrying will torment you. It is to torment oneself with anxieties about things that are outside of your control. You are obsessed about things that you have no control about. If you can control it, don't worry about it, go fix it. But if you can't fix it, don't you worry about it. Amen. I don't care how much you love some of your children, you love your family members, you can't control how they end up. You can't control everything that happens to them. Every evil spirit that makes you think you are a bad parent because something bad happens to your child, the devil is a liar. You have to live your life worry-free. Now listen, one of the greatest quotes perhaps that I've ever heard concerning worrying as it relates to our faith is this. This quote bless me. It is highlighted in yellow in my life. It has blessed me over and over and over again. And we'll put it on the board so that you can see it. Here's what the quote says as it relates to worrying. It says, there is not enough room in your mind. And I told the church at eight, if I had to add a word to that, I put in your limited mind. <laughs> Our minds aren't big enough to handle a whole lot of different things, particularly as it relates to things of destruction. Listen to what the quote says. There is not enough room in your mind for both worry and faith. You must decide. Help me look at somebody and say, you must decide which one gets to live there. Because here's the deal. Faith says, as long as I'm here, don't invite worry to visit. Faith says, as long as I live in you, there is no room for your neighbor called worry. And faith also says, 
As long as worry is living up in you, I won't show up. Because faith does not coexist with the anxieties that cause worry in your life. You've got to choose what lives in your mind, faith or worry. If faith is in your mind, you've got to say no weapon formed against me will prosper. If faith is in your mind, when you go to bed at night, you've got to close your eyes and sleep good and wake up the next morning and say, good morning, God. Thank you for a brand new day. Grace and mercy follow me all the days of my life. How many of you know you're living by faith? Faith is the substance of that which is hoped for, but the evidence of that which is not seen. So faith is not what you can prove. Faith is what you believe. Faith is saying, I am blessed and highly favored when you're still broke and sick. Worry says when you get a bad report, this will take you out. Faith says, by his stripes, you're already here. Faith says, I can go through this. Faith says, even if it knocks me down, I'll get back up again. How many of you are living by faith and not by what you see? Look at somebody and say, worry has no place in my life. In fact, I told the church this morning at 8, there's a no worry sign in my life, on my life, across my chest, invisible, that tells any demon from the pits of hell, oh, you can't show up there because there's no room for us. Why? Because God has already filled every space. Woo! Somebody help me praise God for what God has already done. I'm walking by faith, not by sight. I declare a thing. I believe a thing. I will say it even if I can't prove it. I believe it even if I don't see it. I don't have to touch it to know that God is able. Woo! Is there anybody in the house that know that God is able? He's a way maker. He's a very present help. In the time of trouble, woo, battle axe, ah, shelter, in the time of storm. Anybody know what God can do? Oh, I didn't want to preach this hard. I, I just look at somebody and say, God is able. God is able. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper when my enemy and my foe came upon me to eat up my flesh they stumbled and fell this is of the Lord's doing and is marvelous in our sight, it is of the Lord's mercies that I have not been consumed. His compassion faileth not. It is renewed every morning. 
great is thy faithfulness. God has a plan for your success. I have a plan to bless you, to prosper you. Anybody say it until you believe it. Even if you don't feel it, say so. Let the redeem of the Lord Talk like you got faith. Walk like you got faith. Act as if you got faith. Know that the God you serve. Don't worry about it. Touch two people, say, don't worry. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him all the days of my appointed time. Will I wait? Look at somebody say, I'm waiting on my breakthrough. I'm waiting on my breakthrough. God will turn it around. God's going to turn it around. Y'all excuse us. I'm trying to get through this. But God told me to tell somebody, get you a praise partner. Had not planned to do this. Put your hands in their hands and say, neighbor, if you trust, I'll believe. You believe, I'll trust. But no weapon on your life will prosper. Your child is blessed. Your family is blessed. Your job is blessed. You can't praise God and worry at the same time. You must decide if you're going to worry or praise God. But as for me and my We're going to praise God when I think of his goodness and all he's done for me. text <laughs> Jesus speaks to his followers and he wanted them to know that if you're going to follow me 
you can't act like the world. He says in Matthew 5 and 14, you are the light of the world. A city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. In other words, you're not like everybody else. We don't mourn as those who mourn who have no hope. And even when we lose loved ones, we know on that great getting up morning, we will see them again. That's the difference between us and the world. The world says goodbye. We say, I'll see you later. I'll see you in the sky. Why? Because we have a hope that goes beyond our emotions. One of the things that Jesus wanted them to understand that if you're going to worry, then don't call me. If you're going to call me, then don't worry. If you're going to put it in God's hand, then leave it there. Don't give it to God on Sunday. Take it back Monday morning. You've got to leave it at the altar and say, God, make a way. I know that you will. Worrying is anxiety with our emotions. It is a devastating emotional pitfall. But Jesus says in this text, Chapter 6 and verse 27, can all of your worries or anxieties add a single moment to your life? What good is it for you to worry? Does it make you stronger or better? All it does is zaps your joy and your anointing. See, we, we, we sometimes get it wrong. We think the enemy is more concerned about your fleshly temptations and all the things you are tempted by with your flesh. The devil is more concerned about the activity in your mind than the activities of your body. Because he knows if I can get your mind, I will control your body. And if he can get in our head and make us believe that there is no hope, that God has given up, and this too will never work out. Now, let me be straight and let me be clear. I am not one of those preachers that tell you you will not ever have to go through anything. You won't have to bury a loved one. You would never have to lose a job or home or family members. But here's what I will tell you. The God we serve is able to take us through it when we go through it. You won't have to go alone. God will be by your side. Here's what he says in verse number 32. He says, our heavenly father already knows all your needs. In other words, what you need, God already know about it. God knows that you need 
to pay your mortgage. God knows that you need to have money to send your children to school. God knows that you need this and that. You've got to trust God that God will make a way. So here's what David says at the end of his life. David writes this profound testimony. I have been young and now I am old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed to beg bread. Anybody, even when God doesn't answer your prayer, he doesn't forsake you. God says, I'll be there to comfort you. And the only reason some of us haven't lost our mind is because God is on our side. Somebody ought to clap those hands and give God your best praise. And then in verse 33, he instructs us to seek the kingdom of God above all else. He says, and to live righteously. And God will give us everything that we are in need of. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek God's kingdom above all else. Here is the problem. Reason why some of us are so burdened with the emotions of worrying is because we put everything else above God. Amen. But when your career take a back seat to God, when everything you do is secondary to God, then when you go through something, God says, I'll take care of it. Uh, I, I just need a few witnesses to know that God will show up. He will show up when you need him the most. The song said he may not come when you want him. Somebody know he's an on-time God. Then it says in verse 34, it says, tell us that we should enjoy today. Look at somebody and say, don't you worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Now, part of it is that you've got to wake up every morning saying, this is my blessed day. But here's what the psalmist right. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. How many of you woke up this morning with a praise? You can't wake up with a sense that something bad is going to happen. You've got to wake up with a praise. And even if you're not feeling good, put your hands on your body and say, by his stripes, I'm already healed. Anybody know what God can do? Is there anyone in here believe that God can do what God can do that nobody else can do? The song said, God specializes in things that are impossible. And so the text says to us, don't worry, because it changes nothing. Trust God and watch what God does in our lives. I want to share something with you before we end this because I want to do something special at the altar. I promised the 8 o'clock that I will save these three points for Tuesday night so we can all hear it together. I want to invite you back on Tuesday night. But I just want to share three reasons that we will get into Tuesday night. And, and they are from a noted historian 
theologian, biblical scholar by the name of Dr. Myron Arsenberger. Dr. Myron Arsenberger writes there's three reasons why we as faith walkers should not worry. I'll deal with them on Tuesday, but I just want to put it on the board for you. Number one, worry is irreverent. It means it's disrespectful to God. We'll get there Tuesday. Number two, it is irrelevant. In other words, it doesn't change a thing. And number three, it is irresponsible because it burns up anointed energy that you can use for something else. Put a pin there and we'll deal with this on Tuesday. But let me get to the scripture that I want to end with. Mother Jackson, you would appreciate this. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. The apostle Paul in a jail cell about to lose his life. He can chip, it's the end of his life. All of the critics says, Paul, you gave up your great career to die on Nero's chopping block. You're going to be beheaded by the emperor Nero. Paul never deviated from believing that God was still good. Because this, this word will help somebody. Paul was not delivered. Listen, Paul, God didn't send an angel to stop the execution. Paul lost his life in a brutal beheading by the emperor Nero. But it did not impact his praise. He still believed that God was who he said he was. And so Paul writes to the church in Philippi and he sends this powerful word in Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 because Paul knew that some would come after him and that would worry about things that they shouldn't worry about. And God says these are the words that we as believers need to incorporate in our lives. And I want you to help me with this. Stand to your feet, everybody, all over this place. And we're going to put these words up. And we are going to say them together, hand in hand. Because God says not to worry about anything. Listen, Paul writes to the church in Philippi. And he says this. The words are on the screen. Grab somebody by the hand. Encourage somebody. And tell them with me. Come on, let's say it together. Say, don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need can we say that again shake your neighbor's hand like you really mean it say tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now look at somebody and say, don't worry about it. Tell them, don't worry about it. Cross the aisles and give somebody a Holy Ghost heart and say, don't worry about it. Tell them, God has already worked it out. I know it may be dark in somebody's life, 
I know somebody may be going through something, but Psalms 30 and 5 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Anybody know tomorrow will be a brand new day and there will be joy in the morning. Somebody shout in the morning. Say joy will come in the morning. Tell somebody stop worrying. Hold your head up high. Smile. Rejoice. Clap your hands. Give God your best praise. It's already done. It, it, it's already. I, I need a few witnesses. It's already done. Leave your seat. Run to this altar. Look me in the face and say, It's done. Come on. It is. It is. Weeping. But joy, but joy, your daughter-in-law's already healed, your grandbaby's all right, the devil is a liar, you got the act like it's done, you got the act like I can see the breaking of day, ain't no need in worrying what the night is gonna break. Look at somebody and say it'll be all over. It will be all over in the morning. Anybody know that God's getting ready to do something for you that only God can do? God says, I'm gonna turn it around. I've decided to live the rest of my days worry free. And I will tell you, it's not that I am not tempted because there are days in which the enemy comes. The last couple weeks were stressful trying to get this deal done. And there were times the enemy says it will fall apart. And then God says, do you know who I am? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God said, I've got some rams in the bush that you don't even, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I better get out of here because I feel like preaching. But tell your neighbor, neighbor, the best is yet to come in your life. Don't you let the devil tell you you can't make it through this. Come on, Zion. Give God your best Shabbat praise. Praise him. Thank you, Brother Marvin Weiner. What the night is going to bring. Woo. <laughs> for every critic in your life, for every naysayer in your life, it'll be all over in the morning. Troubles come, but they do pass. Heartaches hurt, but they don't last. Sometimes we feel pain, but there are things 
that we can change. Just pray in the morning. Look at somebody and say, it'll be all over. Woo. In the morning, don't worry about it. Tell somebody, don't worry about it. Brother Bill Lord in the choir comes right now. Somebody needs to leave something at this altar right now. Come on, listen. Ain't no need to worry yet. Night is gonna break. It'll be all over in the morning. Yeah, yeah. There's a fear of nightfall. Yeah. Darkness comes and covers all day. Day. Sometimes we feel pain. Same, Marsha. Yeah, yeah. But are things that we can change? Just pray. Pray. Put your hands right here on your heart. Ah, it'll be. Sometimes you got to speak to yourself, don't you? Come on yeah, yeah. and say it. Yeah. Ah. says weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning weeping may last one night but joy will come in the morning you have to trust the God you serve that God will work things out and live your life as if you know that God will do it. Worrying is an indictment on your faith. You cannot be a faith walker and a worry wart. 
you, you can't be full of anxiety and worry and walk by faith. I can't see it, Pastor. You don't need to see it. I can't feel it, Pastor. You don't need to feel it. You just need to believe that the God you serve will work it out. In fact, has already worked it out. Listen to the testimony of these three young men known as the Hebrew boys. O king, we are not careful to answer you in this manner, but we will not bow to your graven image. And we know that the God we serve is able to deliver us. But if he doesn't do it, we are not bowing because he's still able. Anybody know that God is able? Look at someone say he's still able. Ooh. This day, for someone under the sound of my voice, is a day you make up your mind that starting today, you will not worry any longer. Now you can't do this on your own. In order to have this kind of attitude, this kind of mentality, you need to have a relationship with God. Where do you stand with God? Coming to church is wonderful, but God says, I'm ready for you to take the next step. Ooh, I believe by faith that God has already worked it out. Amen. Catch someone by the hand right now. One more time. Tell them. Yeah. It's going to be in the morning. It will be in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Tell somebody. It's going to be. Close those eyes, hold those hands. To those of you that are joining us by way of internet, touch and agree with us. You can call us, the number is on the screen. To those of you that are listening by way of radio, you can dial 803-776-1238, amen. We believe that God has already worked it out. We are walking by faith not by sight. An emotional pitfall is an unnoticeable trap. Listen to me. It's a trap by the enemy to knock you off course, to keep you from reaching your destination. The enemy know that on the other side of what you're going through, God's got something great with your name on it. And there will be pitfalls whew, on this journey. And he has you full of anxiety, nervous energy, worrying about how things are going to turn out. Trust God and know that it'll be all over in the morning. After this prayer, to those of you that want to go the next step, Lord, I'm ready to commit to something greater than just coming to church. 
then you remain standing. I'll meet you at the altar. And you say, I am a faith walker. Woo. You need something in you that blocks worrying. See, because here's the deal. If, if there's nothing there, then worrying would take up the space. But if there's something there greater than what wants to come in, it'll never get to in your life. Amen, somebody? Close those eyes, if you will. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you this day. Thank you for reminding us that on this faith journey, there will be emotional pitfalls. But we have declared and decreed on this first Sunday in the month of October in the year 2019 that we are not going to worry. We are not going to allow worrying to become an emotional pitfall that knocks us off course. We know what you've promised us. We know where you are taking us. And we say to every naysayer, every doubter, every spirit of anxiety that you have no place in our lives. By faith we live and not by what we see or how we feel. We can be sad but still trust you. We still love you, Lord. We still believe that it's going to be all over in the morning. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And those who know it is already done, say amen. Amen. Put your arms around somebody and say don't worry about it. Come on, if you want to, you want to join the church, you want to recommit your life to the Lord, you want to make that recommitment, come on, come on, God, God's calling you to something greater than what you're going through right now. God bless you, baby. It would be, come on, it be all Somebody else, look at this young lady. Anybody else, this is your day. Somebody else is coming. Look at it. Yeah, yeah. Look at God. Somebody else. Come on. Anyone else swap? Amen. God's calling you right now. God's calling. Clap your hands. Give God a hand of praise as we take them on that. God bless you. Come on, by the way, celebrate what God is doing. Oh, come on, give God a praise for the word of God. Don't worry about it.